And welcome in. It's after 12 on a Friday, so we can say happy Friday as we count down to the weekend ahead. It'll be a great weekend, albeit a little chilly, but we've got some great football happening this weekend. We'll be talking about that later in the show. But so many great things are happening. One of the things, though, that we're keeping an eye on is the UAW strike against the Detroit for the United Auto Workers. President Sean Fain will be briefing workers in a Facebook announcement this afternoon set for 2 o'clock on the status of the new contract talks with Detroit automakers. Uh, The last two Fridays we've been getting these updates and He used this occasion, those occasions, to announce a widening of the strike. It's kind of a rolling strike that we've been seeing happen. But what will happen today? Let's get the word on that. We're checking in with Daniel Howes, the senior editor and business and columnist for the Detroit News. Hi, Daniel. Glad you could join us. You bet. How are you doing, Marie? I'm great. So, you know, we look to you. What's going to happen today? You know, I get the feeling that there's kind of um, been a slowdown to the information stream. Not that we were getting mm-hmm. a whole lot before, but it seems like we're getting, it's just kind of slowing down. Is that good? Is that bad? What does it mean? Well, I kind of take it to mean that they feel that they're getting a little closer with perhaps at least a couple of the companies. Uh, I would figure that Ford is probably one of those, uh, that uh, quieting things down, not talking about details of most recent offers uh, is probably a sign that they're getting closer and that they want to try and get something over the, the finish line rather than start, you know, throwing out bits and pieces that tend to get members torqued about about one thing or another thing uh and they want to just kind of manage expectations is is kind of what i think and secondly i i suspect although i don't we don't know it but we're hearing uh here with t-minus basically two hours yeah uh that uh uh we may be looking at a situation where one of the companies or perhaps two gets an additional uh, strike target and in, in, meaning one of their plants and others may may not and I think that that is, is a, will be another indication about where things probably stand so you know you we always try to read the tea leaves when we hear from uh, Sean Fain although he isn't um, he's pretty straightforward when he mm-hmm. makes his presentations. But what I've been so confused about or curious about is the way he, you know, the first week Ford was the golden child, if you will, and Stellantis and GM had a widening of the strike. Then last week right. we had, we saw just the opposite happen. So G, although GM has not ever had a reprieve in any of this, they've they've kind of always been right. targeted all along. So, you know, what does that mean that GM uh, has not at all won favor in all of this, or it appears that they haven't won favor? What does that really mean? And, well, I think it means... No, sorry. go ahead. Sorry. I think it means from the, the union's perspective is you're not moving as, 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 as quickly or as, or as far as your competitors are. Mm. And the one thing I would tell your listeners uh, is... At two o'clock, pay really close attention to the, what the what the, the plants that are targeted, what vehicles they produce. Oh yeah. 
if they produce full-size pickup trucks or if they produce full-size SUVs. So use General Motors as an example because you brought them up. If, 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 if Flint Assembly, which builds their heavy-duty uh, pickup trucks, is targeted, or if Arlington in Texas, which builds their full-size SUVs like their huge money makers, the Cadillac Escalade and the other full sizes, if one of one or two of the, one of those plants gets hit, that would suggest to me that the union a couple things. One is trying to say you need to get moving. Yeah. Or, yeah. And and secondly, is that is that and the other guys are. Does that make sense? Absolutely, because last week it was notable uh, that when the uh, strike expanded and the UAW uh, identified Chicago Assembly, they build the Ford Explorer. That's a huge product for Ford right now. And so they definitely wanted to give them um, uh, like a little bit of a kick in the shins to get along, to get moving. I think that's exactly right. Um, and, and, you know... There is a method to what Sean Payne and, and the folks are doing here. Uh, and as I pointed out on your air early this morning, I mean, part of what, what their strategy is, was, was developed by the, the flight attendants union back in the 80s and the 90s. And it was a way to use minimal amounts of, of resources, i.e. strikers, yeah. who you have to pay strike pay to, to create the most maximum amount of chaos and in fact it was called chaos that was the name of it if you look it up you can find you can yes. find stories on it um and i think that's what they're trying to do their own version of that here and 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 it's working i mean every every week we're now having conversations like you and i are having who's going to be next what's going to happen you know the companies don't know who's going to be they can speculate but they don't really know uh, <laughs> You know, you know, in the, if it's the old way, when they're just going to take everybody out and they're going to strike you, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's talk about uh, the suppliers for a minute. About 30 percent of the suppliers have issued layoffs. That's such a big number. In my mind, it is anyway. Uh, the supply chain is such a delicate balance. Um, mm -hmm. Where are we with that? And what could we be seeing here in the next few days if this doesn't go well today? Well, I think you're going to start to see more signs of distress in the supply base. One of the biggest concerns uh, that the automakers have is how this, their supply base will be impacted after having survived and negotiated COVID and the chip shortage mm. and, 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 now, and now this strike. Oh, and rising interest rates is another thing, although that's less the case. Um, I think one of the big concerns these companies have is what's going to happen on the other end, not what's going to happen in the next week. But when we get to the end and things are, quote, over and you have to restart, are there, is their supply chain going to be able to restart? Or are there going to be broken links within that chain that are going to make their ability to restart and to feed demand in the marketplace? Um, you know, we just had a really strong jobs report come out this morning yep. uh, and you know that could have both positive and negative impacts it could force the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates a little bit more maybe another 25 basis points so I mean that's a concern um, but the supply base is, particularly when you get into the lower tiers where those companies typically are less capitalized 
uh, do not have as broad uh, of product lines. Um, maybe they don't have as many customers. So, I mean, those all can be really serious problems, uh, particularly if, if they go on for any appreciable period of time. Very quickly, we have just one minute left. I just want to get your view on this, like the bird's eye view of all this. Labor is clearly having a moment right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what we saw in Hollywood and, uh, you know, th- they're really having a moment. And more than ever before, I'm noticing people honking when you see those live shots from the from mm-hmm. the picket lines. Um, is there any chance that the, the goodwill could run thin anytime soon? Sure. Uh, you, you know the 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 UAW for one has been uh, there have been we we reported I reported a column two weeks ago and text messages uh, that were sent yeah. by an aide to Sean Fain, you know talking about how their strategy to hurt the, the the car companies for months and to sow operational chaos. I mean, the car companies were furious about that. Now that's the car companies. That's not the general public. To your question, um, so I think it depends upon how this ends up what the, end, the, the the contract looks like. But the truth of the matter is, is the general public outside of Southeast Michigan really doesn't pay attention to the details uh, of, of a contract settlement. I mean, it doesn't really affect them. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, this is, to your point about a moment, this is a great moment for labor. It's also a terrible moment to be striking. These companies are facing a competitive set, the likes of which they've not seen in any of our lifetimes. Not only legacy foreign automakers, but Tesla, the Chinese, other startups. And by the way, they're all non-union. So that's the competitive set they're facing. Uh, and as labor costs continue to go up, uh, that's going to that's gonna pose greater uh, challenges for the Detroit 3 as they go forward into this competitive uh, electrified world. So well said, Daniel. That's what we look to you for. I mean, that was a great encapsulization of what are we really looking at here? And when we talk this, about this being a historic uh, uh, a historic strike, that's what we're talking about is all these other things that are in play in all this. Have a great afternoon, Daniel. We'll, I'm sure you'll be listening at 2 o'clock. We really appreciate your time today. You bet, Marie. And we'll continue here on The Focus Show on WJR. Stay with us.